Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today's special guest is Pete. You know him from Instagram for Peace Diary. And if you have Instagram and you have a guitar, you probably have seen Pete <laughs> recommended because he's always jamming to something. How are you doing today, Pete? I'm doing good. Thank you. It's a pleasure. You are you are a great young guitar player, totally up and coming, and, and you've done a lot of really good stuff. I want to talk about your playing. I know you just you just actually just played a gig. I know you're working on some songs in your band. So I want to jump into that. I want to hear more about that myself. But for people that don't know who you are, if you could give a little mini bio to get people's uh, little knowledge there. Yeah. So, yeah. So my name is Peter Dankelson. I'm 20 years old uh, from around the Chicago area. And, um, you know, I've been playing guitar for, for over five years. And yeah, <laughs> I, I was born with a rare uh, medical condition called Golden Heart Syndrome. Um, so missing my left ear and, you know, <laughs> I've only gone through, you know, uh, 30 surgeries. So yeah, kind of a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Life isn't too interesting. Yeah, not a lot going on. <laughs> Well, you, you have a good, a good spirit about it and it's very inspirational to people. And I think you've taken, you know, something that may have been something really bad for some people are really, you know, you've, you've taken it. And the choice, it's you, but it's not, not who you are. It's a part of who you are. It's not who you are. Exactly. And you, right. And you're showing, you know, adversity and tragedy, but you can also do this because, you know, aside from what you're doing, I mean, you're just on, on, on your own. You're a fantastic guitar player. Thank that's you. why we're having this you came into my feed because of other reasons but the truth is our conversation is based on your guitar playing you know? yeah. yeah the side story is you've done some you know major surgeries and some adversity but mm -hmm. this is a music show and, and i want to showcase your awesomeness on that um yeah. let's talk about some of your guitar so let's talk about your instagram and your riff, your riffing. How do you keep up? Like, how are you doing that? Because you on Instagram, it's Pete's Diary. If you haven't seen it, subscribe to him. Quite like all the time, you're always getting new riffs, new songs, new jams. Mm -hmm. How are you doing that? Like, are you coming up every day? You're thinking, all right, are you trying to do a feed? What's your pace for that show? Your Instagram. Well, okay, so yeah, Instagram. Let's see. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, I have a little list of uh, stuff in my uh, the notes app on my phone. Like maybe I'll hear something on the radio or like a tuner. Yeah. Like, oh, I haven't covered this in a while. And I'm at the point on Instagram now too, where it's been going on so long. I'm like, well, right. I haven't played this song in, you know, maybe a couple months or something. Mm -hmm. And it might be an iconic too, like maybe comfortably numb or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, well, it might've been, you know, cause <laughs> you know, people's attention span on social media isn't exactly that long. So <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, okay maybe it's time to you know do this tune again and hopefully i can do it a little bit better if you know people saw it from earlier so it's kind of that sometimes um but honestly yeah that, that's pretty much kind of how it goes it's well, it's because with social media and, and, it's, and the reason i ask also because your age there's, there's really no right way to do social media and you being so much younger and you listen to so many classic iconic rock band is what you do i mean rock guitar you know generationally is a little bit different now yes so, so your ear your is on symbolically of course <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is on you know that point you know so and how you put the songs up and you're right people don't hear it after you may have had it in the feed five weeks ago and they're not gonna go back and hear it most people won't people like me guitar players like me will probably go through your feed and be like it goes another hour of our life watching Pete playing guitar. 
To riffs I can't play. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. Uh, yeah, the HDMI um, rabbit hole is definitely kind of a trap. <laughs> it, it is. Um, but that's one of the better traps of, 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 of to enjoy. And that's, that's, that, it's a good tool. It's because, you know, generationally, that's how I came across your playing. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I learned more about you and the health condition you struggled, which makes it even more inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also got a band. You just played out the other night. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. We just played our first show. Yeah. And, um, yeah. How was it? It was great. Um, so basically, we have a trio project going on right now. Um, it's called, you know, the, the Peter Dankelson Trio. And um, no, it was great. We had like a, you know, we were an opening act. We played like a quick quick 20-minute set. and uh, But it was great. Like we had everything, you know, planned out from the first, you know, no, to the very end, we kind of knew how everything was going to flow, and you know, we worked on transitions and all that. Excellent. So it was great to put that together, and we've been working on some original tunes, and we we debuted two of them, or I, I guess uh, three for the first time, uh, for the first time live. So it was very yeah. exciting because you know we've been working on quite a few of these tunes for for a really long time, yeah. and finally playing them in front of an audience, you kind of get a reaction to it. Um, which uh, it seemed like people really enjoyed and it was very exciting to to finally get that reaction from someone you know other than you know my family who's <laughs> who's heard yeah. it 50 times they're like oh my gosh you've been playing the same riff for like an hour <laughs> can you I know it's so good <laughs> it's so good you don't understand I'm playing it one of the things is is, is what, I, what I really love about you as an artist and why we're talking is because you're not just an Instagram because Problem is the numbers don't always translate. You're not always going to be the person that's going to play in your bedroom. And you can do it over and over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's almost like it's almost like an X factor or performance thing, Mm -hmm. doing that strictly. And that's what some people do. I mean, that's not like the kind of artist I listen to. I'm more of a performer, a recorder, a a live person that does the the, the full thing. Mm -hmm. And I like that. And I was very excited to see that you were going out and doing a gig already. Yes. Oh, yeah. So you're not relying on just being an Instagram star, you're, you're working on a music career that's going to be you know, a brick and mortar. Hopefully, you know, you keep building on that recording and touring. And as the COVID apocalypse moves around the next couple of years, you're a young guy that, you know, that's, that's just, this is social media is just a piece of the pie for you is what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's really exciting because, you know, we have this following that's building and building and, you know, we've shared a couple of like teasers of stuff online of, you know, that we've been working on stuff and people seem to be really excited. So that's really, you know, it's, it's a motivation boost for sure. It's, it's exciting to see that people, you know, want to hear these tunes and are, you know, eager to hear them. So it's great. Well, that's, well, that's the next transition because you can be like, you know, and, and people can look at the facts and be like, you know, I think you're one of the few people I think that, you know, um, ACDC follows and stuff. And yeah, these, these are some great flattering things, but when it really comes down to it, what else are you going to do besides, you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yep. 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 And yeah. that's a transition that's, that's, it's almost as, well, I guess it's harder getting followers on social media because even the, the big artists can't get that many followers because it, it doesn't translate the same, you know? So this is, this is the big thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. What are we planning on? We're going to do, so uh, the goal is you're going to do some recording and releasing or yeah, so- website stuff or what? Uh, it's kind of a little all over the map right now. Well, currently, <laughs> well, that's every that's every artist. That's every artist. welcome to the, yeah, to I the know. industry, right? Yeah, I mean, we've gone through so many other ideas already. But currently, what what the 
plan is for right now. I think we're going to try and do a, a decently sized EP. Um, yeah. uh, I, I'd like to try and get a few more tunes recorded. We have like, I think, three songs that are sounding really solid so far. But I'd like to get like maybe three or two more done or something. I think six is a good solid for EP. <laughs> That's what I've been telling the other guys. I'm like, they're like, what about five? I'm like, let's do six. Let's just, I'm like, that, that seems like enough, you know. <laughs> I like a big full album, so like when I used to, yeah. I was like, okay. so if you're gonna do an EP, it's gotta be like half of it, half of it, you know, close to like a thirty minutes, kind of like, like Van Halen, like the first Van Halen albums were like mm-hmm. a tight, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yep, I know. It felt like almost like an EP, but it, it was so fast. That's that's a good product to do. That's a good, you know, it's perfect. Yes, yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, because originally we're like, well, let's do like it could be an eight song album. You know, it's it's a good size. You know, keeps you right. a good amount of time. But then it's like, well, okay, maybe we'll scale it back a little bit because <laughs> I don't know. It it's probably going to change like fifty more times. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the final product's going to be. <laughs> well, I don't think there, there's a wrong. I, I think no one knows right. how to do it right now. Right. You know what I mean. Sometimes yep. they'll hit the right group of their of their audience and they'll, and they'll buy it streaming or they'll buy it by a special vinyl edition or they'll and it and it might be the same artist next time doesn't do it because it's everywhere, you know what I mean? Um, yep. But first you gotta kinda do what you love. You're like, all right, do I like doing vinyl? I gotta make sure I, do, I make enough vinyl so I'm happy, but I don't fall in the hole making the classes. Right. Right. I gotta make a little bit of profit at least. At least make it a watch. So at least I do that. you know the, the um the old movie stars would be like they do a big movie and then you do a, a small movie, independent one. But you, you do one for me, then you do one for them. <laughs> so you can, so you make sure you find a balance of, of what you want to put out for you, you know, mm-hmm. and your legacy. Um, and you want to keep all your song rights. You want to sign nothing over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Yeah. We've been going down that route too. Yeah. You know, generationally, go watch all the behind the music and um, <laughs> get a notebook. Yeah. Think of all the bad things that have happened so you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been a band? Oh man. Um, so basically, um, well, it's funny. We've all known each other for, for quite a long time. Um, we all went to a school of rock together. Actually our drummer, um, he, he taught at the, uh, school for a while. So I kind of knew him more as a teacher at the time, but then, um, I, I honestly, it's been something I kind of forget how the conversation happened, but anyway, somehow the two of us started jamming together. Yeah. Um, and kind of when the pandemic hit, um, that was when I kind of started to really get into riff writing mm-hmm. or kind of trying to start to come up with stuff. And, um, you know, I went over to his house and I'm like, well, you know, pulled out the voice memos app, and I'm like, well, here's some ideas that I have. And I'm like, there's this one that I feel pretty strongly about. And he's like, okay, let's, let's go for it. So we kind of, you know, jammed that for a while and then, you know, kind of kept building a little bit and, had a couple of demos going, um, but basically that was kind of how it how it's uh, how it had been pretty much until oh man the end of um, maybe the end of May I don't know yeah. so, some point in May yeah because um, it was like okay am I gonna sing on this thing and you know play guitar and um, I'm not that confident in my singing abilities I could do some blues stuff but the rock thing I'm like hey, I'm gonna need some help in this. So we both, um, we both know somebody, um, yeah. uh, he's a great, great guy. His name's Mac and, you know, he, he, he's a guitar player as well. And, you know, he sings and he came over here uh, one time and, you know, we just kind of jammed together and it felt great and we all had a good time. Good. And, um, 
what was it? And then it's like, okay, great, we got the singer. That's like, to me, that was like the hardest thing. Like, okay, well, let's see who could we find as a bass player. And, you know, there were some, it, we tried looking, but nothing really worked out. And, you know, Mac is a, he's a guitar player at, at heart, right? So I'm like, well, I'm like, he wouldn't want to play bass. But I mean, we kind of just tossed it up in the air. He's like, if, he's like, if we can't find anyone, I'll just do it. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. And, um, and he picked it up. So now it's, yeah, so now it's the, the trio thing. Which yeah, is like a power, really, power trio. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, you don't see too many of those. So I think that's kind of a fun, sort of more unique thing. It's exciting. You may be singing again, though, down the road, whether you do solo or other bands or something. I, I would, yeah, I mean, I would like, work on that in the back of your mind to keep that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like a blues thing or something like that. You yeah. never know. You know, come on, you know your rock history. You know there's some singers that they're like, I kept not wanting to sing and I kept having problems after a year or this or that or just had a soul thing and didn't work out and, you know, so now you just kind of keep working your voice and keep planning and thinking about it now, you know. Mm-hmm. It may be the cards for you because, you know, you're such a, a young star. This So when you're, when you're playing and you're songwriting, mm-hmm. are, you, are you feeling the influence of your artists? Do you feel like it, it overflows or how are you like, how are you how are you doing it without yeah. being a copy? Because I have not heard your original music yet. Yeah, that's the tricky part. Um, so to to emulate and learn, like um, I mean, stuff you like I was talking to you about, like, like back in the day, the other punk rockers they wouldn't say it, but at the time, a lot of these guys loved Bob Dylan, and they're like, that's embarrassing because nothing's embarrassing. But at right. the time, it's like you're not cool. But the truth is, right? Yeah. Bob Dylan was very punk rock because he, he sang anti-establishment. He did what he wanted. He went from acoustic to electric. Which upset yeah. his fans, but he—that's, but that's kind of punk. Like he did what he wanted, and it, right. so in a way, he influenced a generation of punk and, and thrash metal, Bob Dylan acoustically. So, so you can learn and be influenced from an artist without sounding like them. Which yeah. kind of leads me to, you know, how are you ch- challenging as a new as a new artist? Yeah, that's kind of the the tricky thing because yeah, there's some things that I do here too. So I'm like, man, I wish I wrote that. And then there's other things that's like, well, what if, you know, in this song, instead of if they did this, what if, you know, what if Angus did this instead or something like right. that? You kind of try something, you're like, oh, that sounds a little interesting. And then you kind of, you know, it's like, well, what if, you know, such and such happened and you kind of compile a bunch of stuff together. They kind of come out with something that sounds just a little bit different. Um, but yeah, yeah, especially with the classic rock thing, you know, some of the scales and stuff that you can do. There is some things that kind of sound a little bit uh, different. Like uh, this one tune we're doing, actually, I think there's a little clip that we shared online. It's mm-hmm. called uh, Another Lonely Night. That was just like one of the, you know, it's like a little clip of a song that we had. And, um, one, you know, it's kind of straightforward, straightforward. And then it kind of goes into the solo section. And it does these hits, which sound a lot like a lot of love. And I remember when me and Ryan kind of jammed it, it was like, you know, it was like, it just kind of kept flowing, you know, we kept writing and it kept flowing and flowing. It's like, well, okay, what if this section, what if it did these kind of hits? Because it just kind of, it, it felt natural. So like it, I'm like, I could definitely understand the, uh, you know, it, it does sound like a lot of love, but at the same time, it felt it felt natural. It's also how you how you do it, though. You know, like you know, some artists you like that's just ripping off the artists, and then some people you do it, you're like, I get, I can totally hear the influence, but I love it, and I love what they're doing with it. You know, like, yeah. like live, you can do a song and you can break into a whole lot of love, and then go back into your song again. Right. Like you're, like you're doing like an homage, and you're 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 owning that 
you know, there's I, I can name I'm not gonna name one now, but other artists that have actually done songs that are influenced by the Beatles, and it sounds like it, they'll do it yeah. because it's not in the shame of you're owning it and you're saying this is just a little a little a little nod towards something that inspired me or right. how it fell in the key. I mean, there's only so many notes. There's only so many, you know, right. there might be enough pedal sounds and apps at this point to make sounds changes, but there's yeah. still only there's only a certain amount of of, uh, of notes. You know, that's never going to change. Right. Right. You know, so if we stopped writing after all the songs, we, we, we would nobody would have played guitar after the Beatles for all the albums because they pretty much wrote every pop song you hear and everything at some point. You know what I mean? You're like, I think I heard that in the Beatles. You know? Yeah. Your love for ACDC is pretty well known. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, was yeah. that probably your first big band that you really got into? Yes. They were definitely kind of, yeah, they're definitely kind of the band for me that kind of inspired, yeah, they kind of inspired everything really. So, so like the easy questions everyone knows that you're, you're um, the influence and stuff. Mm-hmm. What would you be, what do you think your favorite ACDC album is that's not popular? Like, what do you think that the people don't like that you love? Oh, I, I we'll go off tracks with this conversation. We're not 100% looking for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, a lot of the, the hardcore fans like myself, I think they were very power edge. I mean, that yeah, album, the bag, whew, there's something, spe- there's something special about that album. I mean, yeah. like, uh, there's a song off of that album called Down Payment Blues. And I mean, you know, it's a good, you know, song and a really great guitar solo when Eddie Van Halen says it's one of his favorite solos of all time. So, I mean, I think that kind of speaks, (laughs) to me, that kind of speaks of how how kind of revered um, that album is. Yeah, Yeah, they, they, you know, what's fun about ACDC is is the tightness and the sound of them that they do. Yeah. And it almost seems like it'd be so simple, but it's like, it's so simple that it's brilliant in a way that you can't listen. Well, that's how the Ramones, I really can't listen to many bands that, that, that have that same kind of groove that sounds so similar mm-hmm. in every song, but they have a niche nuance in it enough where it's a totally different song. Right. And, and I'm fine yeah. with that. And they're not changing up amps or guitars, you know, right. um, like if you were like a rig rundown or something of Angus and stuff, it's pretty similar. Yeah. Like it's, you know, which is fantastic. And, mm-hmm. and, which we back to you as a young artist when you're writing songs, it's like, how much are you going to do? With, you know, are you going to be the guy with a million pedals? And it's not wrong. Cause I love guys that have a million pedals too. This, I'm a fair artist. I have a, million, a different sound for every song or like, yeah. again, you know, is it going to be like just where it goes with the songs? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to find your way for a tone? Really tone chasing. Are you, are you tone chasing? Uh, right now? A bit. I mean, you can fall into that world forever. <laughs> you're going to be just, running in circles forever um you know it's like oh man this i had this sg and uh you know a you know marshall jcm 800 it's like (laughs) but i mean you know i mean i have the uh it's a jerry james nichols it's his signature and kind of heading back here in the corner and then Mm -hmm. um yeah and then just you know i I have a couple couple guitars like the you know kind of bounce around between stuff a little bit yeah yeah. You say you, you kind of have your sound a little bit right now? What you think is I, your sound? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, you know, you can have all the scary stuff, but what it really comes down to is the fingers. It's all in the hands. Well, Eddie's, I, I, Eddie's proved that, right? I mean, Eddie's proved that. Oh, 100, 100%. Yeah, both hands. <laughs> well, I, I, right. And have you heard, like, people be like, I, I found my chance. You know, you'll have a Nuno Benquart or whatever. You've heard the stories. And they'll be like, yeah. I was, I was with Eddie and I, I was in his rig. He literally yeah. just played and he handed me the guitar. And then I played his guitar because I wanted to sound like him, and I did not sound like Eddie Van Halen. 
I did yeah. not sound like him on his guitar through his rig because his, right. or he'll pick up my guitar and Simon and everything, and he sound like Eddie Van Halen through it. Right, and I, I think, uh, you know, I think also kind of a similar story. I think Ted Nugent kind of shared something like that too. I think I remember hearing something like he said, you know, Eddie picked up his Birdland and played through his amp and voila, you know, played eruption right there or something like that, and it yeah. sounded like him. And, you know, he played Eddie's Strat through his amp and it was, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. it sounds. So it was, yeah, yeah, it really is all in the hands. Which, it, well, I mean, it holds credence when you talk about artists that we know, because I, I, it's a podcast, I, saw, I had to get Helen, uh, uses Apple's podcast, it talks, these artists are breaking it down, and they all have a similar story, where, where it's fantastic, because you know these artists, and they have their own sound, so when somebody's established, you know their sound, when you hear it, and they try to redo somebody else's, it carries a lot of weight, they're like, they can't even... Yeah. It's... Um, it's fun to do that. It's fun to kind of chase it a little bit and just kind of see what you can do. Um, but ultimately, when it comes down to, even if you do get the amp settings, it comes down to the nuance of what they're doing in the picking hand and in the fretting hand. There's there's that kind of thing you got to factor into. Well, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's fun. You don't want to lose yourself in it too, because, you know, right. but, as a, but as a songwriter, though, having your own sound and not worrying about too much about it right. and letting it evolve. I mean, Eddie's an easy example because he was the anomaly. That yeah. had yeah. at his age, which is close to your age, had a sound, <laughs> right? Yeah, that we still talk about to this day. I mean, to come across a sound that's your sound that you know to, can't replicate you nowadays, people are still just dissecting it. it, was huge. But as you write as a songwriter, even his songs change, so your songs, your sounds are going to kind of change too, I think, unless you find oh, a yeah. real riff that you like and that's going to be it, you know. Oh, yeah, we had this one. We have this one song that we've been working on. And originally, it was kind of like a, one of those, like, it, to me, it made me think of, like, Hopper Teacher. It was like this blazing. It was a really fast, like, really up-tempo uh, thing. Yeah. And um, our, yeah, everyone else is like, dude, it, it's fun, but whew, it, it's got to slow down a little bit. And I'm like, really? And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I get that now. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but yeah. <laughs> You can pace yourself, right? Yes. Just gotta think about it, like, you know, I think the only thing I would say looking back now, if I, if I would say I was like a new artist or a new singer, I would think we need to write our songs in a lower register because every artist nowadays, they're like, I wish I, I, I'd written a lower key because I'm not that young 20 year old singing anymore. But like, <laughs> like as a guitar player, you can write, you can do whatever you want. You can do it forever. Right, yeah, exactly. As yeah. long as your fingers will let you, you know. Um, right, right. When you're writing songs, are you doing it? How are you creating? Like, where's is, where's is your music? Is it, is it coming from an idea from you hearing a movie? You're a movie, you get an idea for a melody. Are you writing an acoustic? Are you, is it a mixture? What do you, how's your creation process? Let's see, for me, honestly, well, one of the big things, of course, is jamming. You know, I love jamming with, uh, with, with Ryan, my drummer. Um, you know, just kind of seeing, you know, we'll just kind of throw something on. Or maybe, you know, to me, riffs are rhythmic. So to me, drums, you know, jamming with drums is like, that's like the big thing yeah. of how I come up with stuff. So like, um, I might hear Ryan playing play a tip of the line, hey, keep, keep that going. And maybe I'll think of something and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But, you know, just kind of, you know, hit record and voice memos and listen to it, see if it sticks or not. Um, but my big thing is, you know, there's so much stuff on YouTube. And, um, you know, I have a metronome app on my phone as well. So I mean, I yeah, mean, as move you know move the thing around and kind of you know if you have a drum beat in your head or whatever 
Mm-hmm. You're tapping the foot, you know, you're just kind of thinking, okay, what's, what's that tough one? You kind of find it until it matches and just kind of see what pops out. The other thing is, you know, on YouTube, there's all these kind of loop tracks. So you could find like, um, you know, like, uh, if you're thinking of like, you know, 180, that's like a common, you know, rock tempo, you know, 180 BPM, you just kind of type it in on YouTube, you know, rock beat, 180 BPM. Yeah. Drum. And you just kind of go, you know, you got to go through a couple of tracks because some of them, you know, don't sound that great. And then you find one that kind of, you know, actually sounds pretty good and kind of, you know, you can kind of get into it a little bit. You, you can you just kind of riff around, just improvise a little bit and see what you come up with. That's a lot of fun. I like that because generation. That's what this is. This is an interesting piece because, like, back you know, I started playing guitar actually. I was school for recording, but five six years ago I started playing again. My kids play. I had them playing. But I did. I used to sing in bands when I was younger, but mm-hmm. always had some interest. Um, yeah. If I had, but looking back and not being like, "Yo, kids!" Like the the ability to play YouTube videos and play guitar is such a, so interesting now because that's how I that's why I picked it up. It was so much I could see it without. You know what I mean? I, I was not the guy that can play by ear. I can't do a record backwards. I would still be, I couldn't. That's why I didn't play guitar then. Mm-hmm. But I can go on YouTube, excuse me, and I can watch and learn enough to where I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a different level player, you know, and you'll be able to use it as a tool. And, and generationally, a lot of it's the tool of a younger generation now. It's really kind of helped advance yeah. guitar playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's interesting is, is, have you done like a balance of having maybe when you first started, you have some teacher or have a friend teach you, like have you done a mixture of it? Like what was the? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, originally, like when I did pick up the guitar, I just kind of went on YouTube and, you know, looked up, you know, some of the core. Mm-hmm. Like the first song that I ever learned, it was the ACDC song, Livewire. <laughs> and that was a great, that was a great beginner tune because it is a pretty simple tune. It's just like, you know, it's just A, E, and B and mm-hmm. He's going to even the little breakdown that Angus is doing, kind of in the middle of the song. It's a pretty easy thing to get under their fingers. And I remember, you know, learning that tune, and I was so excited that I had this uh, little, you know, this little lead yeah. under my finger. And uh, you know, I'm playing it over and over, and Mom comes down. And she's like, "Man, can you play something else?" <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, YouTube, I, I kind of got started on that. And then there was a uh, school of rock that opened um, like five minutes from uh, where we lived. And uh, then I started taking lessons there and got involved with a performance group there all throughout uh, the rest of my life. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. So the performance group, that must have really been a great way to hone your shots, huh? That was my first experience playing with people. Like uh, at the end of, uh, you know, I, I'd been playing for a year like a little over the year, kind of at the end of the summer. Um, mm-hmm. That was when the, the School of Rock opened. So I kind of been off on my own, kind of playing for, for over a year. And then the School of Rock opened and they had a camp going on. Um, and basically, you know, you learn like four or five tunes and then you put on a show for your parents at the end of the week. And it was really exciting for me because that was my first yeah. time playing with people. So, you know, we did like a you know, what did we do? We did, we did Back in Black and uh, Living After Midnight by Judas Priest. I remember doing that. And, you know, I see like we will rock that and stuff like that. And yeah, that was my first time playing with people. So it was very exciting. It was really cool. That, that's a great experience. It was funny. I've talked to a few people actually now that have done some school rock. Yeah. And, you know, and they're, so they're players now and, and they do a lot of rock. It feels like school rock is actually, besides, you say rock, you can say rock and roll and you say 
you're a rock star, but but like musicians that are top forty and pop get called rock stars. The rock the name rock is thrown around, but Philly yeah. School Rock is actually doing a lot of actual rock. Oh yeah, like, rock songs are still like the classic staples of like, you know, if you're gonna be a rock uh, a rock musician, you need to do some ACDC. Like just like it's like like a rule book of rock. Like just like you know, the Ten Commandments, you know, and ACDC and Van Halen, and you know what I'm saying, Priest. Right. Yeah, like in the like in the performance group, uh, or, um, uh, we, I was in the house band, and you know we do all like the local shows around town and all that, and there's lots of fun because you know we were playing all these places and stuff, and um, you know we were like some, you know we jump into like some Green Day tunes, and then we do like uh, oh well, like Fleetwood Mac, you know the Peter wow. song. Yeah, I know Green. Yeah, and then uh. Uh, we did like carry on my way we're son Kansas. So it was like, you know, all this, all this. But that's good because like unless you had a your parents were like, hey, do you use Peter Green? Like that's a little bit deeper of a guitar player. I mean, and you know, if you know Peter Green, you know Peter Green is an awesome. Oh yeah. He was amazing. right. But a lot of people don't know Peter Green <laughs> from probably I'd say almost like from 30 years old back, like outside of being a musician, musician. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. So that's an exposure that's pretty cool because that's some roots you're learning, you know. Oh man, I mean, honestly, I think one of my favorite things about having picked up the guitar is really kind of not only learning the music and, you know, learning the riffs, but really kind of learning the history of everything. I mean, you know, found my love with ACDC and then you find out, you know, Angus talks about, you know, when he and Malcolm went to see the Yardbirds. That's why I used to do too. The original deep dive for me would be like, who does my artist like? Oh, they like that? Then who do they like? Next thing you know, you're listening to it. Right now, I mean, just like a few minutes before I hopped on here, I was listening to uh, old Delta Blues uh, stuff from the 20s and 30s. Like, uh, I've been really kind of um, fascinated with uh, Charlie Patton, one of the old, like, kind of honestly, to me, he's like the father of like American music. I mean, that term for him had kind of been thrown around a little bit. And I'm like, I think it's kind of true. Um, It's also fun just the rawness, too, right, though, of like hearing the recordings. back then when it's uh-huh. really just a microphone and it's just you can just hear it like that, you're right there that to me is kind of the most fascinating thing powerful right it, it's very powerful but it takes some getting used to because you know yeah. you're, used to kind of the, you're used to kind of uh you know how I, I don't know if fancy is the right word but you know just how clean everything sounds polished now. and sterile sterile i think uh-huh. You know, and that was one of the battles like when I started going on and recording and in the battle of me listening to music and stuff. Like I'll say with records, I don't have any records past, I'm a record player, you know, past the, the like late or mid 90s. I have some, I'm not as, you know what I mean? Just because the way things were, the way things were recorded and then how to transfer over to analog. Yes. There's a yeah. whole sound difference and, and a warmth or this or that. And there's a polished sound that I don't want to hear coming to my stereo right. for a record. Right. Because they're almost going to be sterile, sterile, or like the '80s got really bad with some, some a little bit of reverb. <laughs> Sorry, sarcasm. Right. I don't get hit by a lightning bolt, but you know what I'm saying. There's some great albums I can't listen to because it just sounds all reverby. Something like during that, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you listen to this stuff, which I've always, you know, kind of stuff from way back originally, it's very raw. It's very emotional. It feels almost personal. Like you're kind of, you can feel it, mm-hmm. which says a lot for a song, you know. Yeah, well, like, uh, you know, it's funny, because I mean, I, I was kind of, you know, I remember, you know, doing kind of that deep dive, and then, you know, the first guy you find is Robert Johnson, that's kind of the, you know, the big name in the Delta yep. Blues type thing, yep. and I remember hearing, like, Sweet Home Chicago, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know the song, 
Um, I didn't really like mind the, the scratchiness at first, uh, but then like with headphones on, it did kind of, you know, it was a little bit annoying. It's like, okay, I, I get it. I respect it, but okay, right. I don't know when I'm going to listen to it again. But a few months ago, I, I don't remember how it happened, but somehow I, I, I found Charlie Patton and I was just kind of listening to some of these tunes and kind of going, okay, you know, it's really neat. And then I had heard a song called High Water Everywhere, uh, part one. And, you know, it kind of caught my attention. I'm like, okay, this sounds really cool. And then he starts doing something like um, kind of a, almost a slap type technique yeah. on the guitar. And that really kind of opened up everything. And then he kind of did this other, it was almost like a rock sound and riff type thing he did kind of during the, the verse. And you remember, and you're, you're remembering he did it all without Instagram or seeing other players do it. He's creating his own sound. Right. You know. Yeah. And to me, I was just like, you know, is he hitting the guitar or is he tapping his foot? I'm like, does he have, you know, is he, does he have shoes on? Is he tapping his foot? Or is he just smacking the guitar really hard? What's what's going on here? And so I repeated it. And now I'm like, oh, okay. During the first part of the verse, he's, I think he's slapping it. And then when he's going over here, I think that's when he's tapping his foot. You know, you, you, yeah, he's just kind of, yeah. There's some good stuff out there. Let me tell you what we're talking about. If you haven't heard, the Johnny Winters, he has an album called Third Degree. I have that vinyl. He plays a steel guitar. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Really, yeah. it's, it's like my favorite Johnny Winter album. It's called Third Degree. It's it's the best. He does Shake Your Money Maker on it, which you know the Crows did a cover. Yeah, yeah. So it goes back. It, it, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny Winter's amazing. Yeah. He, he is great too. But that's probably my favorite Johnny Winter album. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy to hear like somebody like you, you know, of your age listening to that, and it's 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 good because we need it because it can't go away. We need right. Uh, into right. rock because rock's changing rock's become a weird commodity you know i think there's um, there's some bands that are like uh there's a new up and coming i mean there's there's quite a few bands out there that are really kind of you know there's there's none of the uh what's the word there's none of like the funny side to it like uh <laughs> there's bands you know I, there's bands that i've heard that have really kind of hit the uh the raw the rawness and the, yep. the to be kind of the pure essence of rock and roll, just kind of that rawness and that excitement and that energy, like Dirty Honey. So you are kind yep. of, uh, you know. I, well, there are bands out there, don't get me wrong. I'm saying there's, there's less of them. Yeah, and yeah. It's good to see continually more artists still doing it yes. because it's one of the few types of music where everyone's going to sit and play in the room together live. Right. You know what I mean? You, you actually appreciate other musicians. You, you're inspired by what's going on with you, the energy of your, of your, of your peer. You know what I mean, you have fights, you, it's, it's a relationship, it's a four or five way marriage. It's, it's, it's the yeah. living, breathing monster. It's malleable. You know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of times that's created some of the best rock albums we've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a lot of those best albums have been heard. There was one artist sitting on his bed with a million views on, on Instagram. You know right. what I mean? There's nothing there. There's no push pull, you know, there's very few artists that are that good that could, create that atmosphere of chaos right yeah and then put yeah. down a, some kind of crazy vinyl opus where you'd be like oh <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. um so it's been fascinating getting picking your brain a little bit more than i usually hear i want to end on a note that i want to talk a little bit about your guitars mm-hmm. yeah what are so what do you got for setups what do you got for some of your gear what's some of your favorites some, some highlights what are you yeah playing? So, yeah okay let's see so actually i could you can, you can grab them. You can grab them. Yeah. yeah, I can just hop off camera for a quick second. Yeah. 
That one I love. Do you need to adopt me and leave that in your will? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love, love that one. Guitar. This was like, this was kind of the first like good guitar that I really got. And I, <laughs> I, I love it, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I've messed around with a couple, you know, a lot of stuff. But uh, for me, I think the SG is the most comfortable. But again, it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's like, I was kind of, you know, I'm like, do I really want to embrace the SG? Because Angus is already such a huge influence on me. I'm like, would it be like seen as like, you know, an Angus copycat or, you know, it's like, how do you. Right. Uh, I actually don't see that when I see you play it though. I don't, I actually, because I, you know, because also I'm a big Zappa fan and Frank Zappa played the SG. So that's where, that's where I, my SG love comes from is from, um, I love ACDC too, of course, but. Yeah. Is, is, is Zappa, you know? Yeah, so awesome. I didn't see you as a rip for doing that either. I just saw you was just loving the SG because it's an awesome guitar. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and they're very comfortable. Because, I mean, like, uh, last pause, I love how they sound. But, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very short and, you know, not exactly the strongest guy in the world. So, yeah, <laughs> having a last Paul on your shoulder yeah. for a few hours or so, you do kind of feel that the next day. <laughs> so the SG, to me, is just, okay, it's lightweight. You get very easy mm -hmm. To the upper frets, and it's it's kind of got that Les Paul type sound a little bit. You can kind of sort of get into that territory a little bit. Well, it's got a great warm sound. I think it's flexible, and it, it, it always give a, a, a the clean sound. I feel like always reflects back to the best part. Some of some of the seventies rock records, like yeah. a nice nod. You know, you wear a schoolboy outfit. Then I'm going to question you, but you're you're okay just with the the, the, the SG. <laughs> if you dress like a, a schoolboy, then I'm going to be like, I don't know, that's kind of an Angus thing. <laughs> yeah, when, when the outfit. <laughs> Sure, the strap helps too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to, to love your artists. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, is it stock? Is it stock pickups? Everything, yeah, everything on it is stock. Nothing's been changed. Yeah, which is usually great on an SG because usually SGs have that sound straight out of the box. Right. Well, I mean, I got this kind of you know uh, quite a while and a little while into playing, like you know, a little, I don't know, at least a, quite a few months. Uh, it was a Christmas gift, and I didn't know anything about modding or any of that stuff. I'm like, I got an SG like Angus and Iomi, so I was very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I mean, it's gonna be hard because it's got such a good sound about modding that one. I don't know. That's a hard one. Oh no! I mean, I I love. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, I I actually I've probably written most of the songs that we're working on on this guitar. Yeah, this see, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's just so. I mean, even like the, the neck is all, it's probably, I don't know how hard it is to see, but you yeah. know, it's all starting to get worn out. Worn in, nice. Yeah, I, I like an SP. I like, the, I like the neck. The necks aren't too fat either. I don't like the big oh. neck. I don't, I don't have big hands, so the, the big baseball bat necks are hard to play for me because I feel like I'm who's overstretching the, the notes. And, you're, and at that point, you're always thinking. If you're always thinking by a split second, you're already off with the next note. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and the key is to be ahead. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing with me is um, I, I, with my fretting hand, I don't have any muscle in my left thumb due to, you know, yeah. what I was born with. Um, so I can't really like, you know, like Hendrix and Billy Gibbons, they wrap their thumb around the neck. Sometimes and hold down, a, you know, a root note and kind of play something over it. Like we, we, uh, at our gigs the other night, we played Sharp Dress Man and I kind of have to improvise a little bit. I just kind of use my first finger over that, you know, that, that C kind of shape and kind of, you know, reach around or you know kind of dance Honestly, and then I, I can't do it i have no reason why i can't use my, my right thumb <laughs> and i can't do it and you improvise better than i do so that's what i'm saying like, yes. i'm like i could see how you could do it but i, I just i physically just cannot do it 
<laughs> and some of those are just people have to sit anomalies. I mean, like you see like Steve Vai's hands when he plays. Yeah. <laughs> you see like the stretch he does like on a guitar. Are you like, well, are you kidding me? Uh, right? Yeah, a lot of those stretch guys. I mean, like Eddie too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at the Ice Cream Man song one time and the way he opens that about he's like he's doing what now <laughs> right i mean that's such a thing and people are like oh it's really good at guitar you're like well, i'm like yeah but then once you play guitar and you, you, you do what some of these guys do and you see like the stretch or like a weird note or some like weird conversion that doesn't even make sense yeah um like note wise it's not even the right note on some levels like the way it hits the, the flow you're like what then you're like that's a different level of brilliance that's like why are you stick a guitar fanatic you're like no you don't understand you know yeah. what i'm saying that's right. when you're like no you don't understand how the song was written on guitar <laughs> yeah but that, yeah, you, that's a win. That guitar is definitely a win. Yeah, I love that guitar. I, I noticed that, and I was like, one of the first things I noticed when you were playing, I was like, I love that guitar. Well, it's very cool, because it's one of the, uh, I think it's a 2017 shaded. So mm -hmm. it's got like, a, I don't know, it's not like super glossy, but it's not like a super, uh, I guess, dry. It still, it still has yes, a it, it, it looks alive and warm. It doesn't look matte, like a matte color. Right, like I yeah. got a guitar behind me. The black one is a matte. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's definitely not a matte finish, but it's not like mm -hmm. super, super glossy either. It's Which like, is good because it's, sometimes it gets scratched up easy and it's kind of hard to see with the lights. Or like I have the, uh, the Jerry James Nichols um, Epiphone and that's got kind of a gloss. I think it's like a glossy. Yeah. Gloss. Uh, yeah, let's see that one. Let's check that one. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Show that really quick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. It's very, very dusty. Um, but Sorry yeah. about that. I know. A little spontaneous. So to my point, he was not aware of me oh. doing this. I like to I like to go for the, the live original yeah. wherever we're going talk, you know. Right, right, right. So yeah, this is the uh the yeah, Jared's guitar. Um and it's great because I mean I was really excited to actually um it's just kind of a neat story with this guitar. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a huge, huge uh, airway procedure. Basically, mm -hmm. long story short, I had an open soma. A hole in my neck for for a very long time because my my airway is very, very small so basically you know there was this whole ordeal that to get the the stoma closed up and i was in the hospital for quite a while and um so and and um when i was finally well enough i was able to you know had a guitar in my hands again i was you know very happy but when i was in the hospital i, I was playing one of uh, jared's tunes and you know you know it was like Mom kind of posted it as one of the, uh, you know, just kind of updates on how I was doing. And, you know, just, you know, okay, I'm playing again. I'm feeling good. And um, he's, he's so good, Jared. Jared's amazing. And um, yeah, and Jared saw it and he reposted it. It's funny because I remember, you know, I'm tied to my IV pole and I'm coming back from <laughs> music therapy. I remember, you know, you have to take the elevator and all yeah. that. You know, we're finally back up my room and all that. And I'm walking. I hadn't been on my phone in a while. I took out my phone. And I see, you know, this call from dad. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I'm like, what's, what's going on? He's like, uh, have you checked Instagram at the last half hour? I'm like, no. He's like, go, go check it out now. I'm like, uh, okay. And I saw that he had reposted, Jared had reposted the video. And uh, he said, Pete, you know, this really made my day. Um, when, when I'm in Chicago, you know, on tour with John Five, you know, um, come on stage and be my special guest. I'd love to jam. And I was like, what? So, you know, I, yeah, we could, we talked on the phone later that night. And, you know, it was great because, I mean, um, you know, I, I, had, I had such a... doesn't surprise me because he seems like such a nice guy. So this totally he, sounds like what he, I think he, he is. He's a super nice guy. 
And, um, you know, I had such a, you know, emotional, crazy, you know, week being in the hospital and all that. And just, you know, talking to him on the phone mm-hmm. and for a few minutes, it really made my day. And, uh, you know, when, when he did jam in Chicago uh, a month or so later, it was it was awesome. It was a great time. And one of the things um, after the uh, I had to have a little follow up procedure in like the next couple of weeks to see how yeah. I was doing, we went down to Chicago Music Exchange. You know, they heard that I'd be playing with Jared and they actually gave me this guitar. They said, you know, yeah. That's awesome. So, so that is fantastic. I want, to say, I want to say one thing I have not glossed over by any means the procedures and the stuff you've done. I appreciate you doing that. But what I want everybody, we're going to put the post up. I want everybody to go look on, on his website and his mom and his dad, they get props. To it. They, they're just killer, killer parents and supportive. And, and the stuff you've gone through is, is amazing and the bullying, but it's already there and, and you have it done so well. Mm-hmm. There's no need to you'd be like competing with something that's done perfect. You know what I mean? There's no need for me to do that. So people go and learn all this stuff because it's fantastic. The stuff that he, he's not just a guitar player, you'll be amazed what he's gone through and he's still smiling and happy jamming guitar players so there's more to them but this is just a piece that i want to represent that i don't think gets enough you know shine of, of who you are so i just want to say i wasn't <laughs> well no, no, I, I get it but i mean okay yeah back with back with the guitar i mean this yeah, is really please. that's um you know i do love leslie west and i know jared's a big fan of his oh yeah um so to me, I was excited to get a, a guitar with a P90 in it. This is still like the only guitar that I have with a P90 in it. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's really fun because it is kind of a junior type thing. And now uh, I was at a, I was at a, you know, a Sweetwater Sound. We were, we were there a few, uh, like a month ago. We actually saw Dirty Honey. That, that's what we were there. But, um, and we, so we stopped at Sweetwater and I was actually messing around with the SG Junior quite a bit. Yeah. It's on a guitar. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love how these guitars sound. They're great. It looks great. I've heard him play it, and it looks it's, it looks like a really good guitar. I've yet to get oh, my hands on it. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Any guitar in Jared's hands is gonna sound pretty killer. <laughs> well, yeah, he is. He's another one, an up and coming. Uh, yes. You know. Great. Yeah. Yeah. He's interesting because he's not on a full on like rock star level, but he's so known and respected on a rock star level with rock stars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's weird yeah. because like. There's a certain level where he hasn't made it. Maybe because it's like not like commercially radio sound wise, maybe. You know what I mean? You're not naming his, not, everyone's not naming his songs. But anybody that holds a guitar knows who he is and goes, yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty yeah. badass. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. It's a different world. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It is very different. But yeah, and he's got a new EP coming out soon. And I'm excited to listen to that. Sounds. Yeah. Sounds- I'll have to talk to him at one point too. This has been, it's been awesome, dude, man. I want to thank you for being on the show. This is this has been good. I want to. Um, we're gonna have everything, all the links for all your stuff below. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to also this album. If you're hearing some of your stuff, even you releasing a single or something prior um, to not making us. Yeah, I, well, yeah, we're, we're still trying to get. <laughs> I know. I'm not putting you a point. I'm just saying I'm excited <laughs> to hear it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I love your playing. <laughs> me too. I like your your, your, <laughs> I love your your knowledge of music. So to me, I'm very excited to hear it and, and waiting might even be better just so it can be more excited for it, you know? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm hoping that we can kind of get things moving soon, at least record in the fall. That, that to me is kind of hopefully the fall. And then we'll work on stuff, you know, for promotion in the winter probably. And then my, my hope would be spring, but I mean, okay. I, it's, all, <laughs> it's all probably. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show and we'll have you back soon once you got some more music for us, man. All right? Thank you so right, much. Awesome. Take care. Okay. Okay, bye.